You're listening to the Lifehouse Fellowship Podcast. Wherever you're listening today, we pray that this message is encouraging, it's empowering, and it equips you to change your world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, Brother Tim, bring my, bring my notes out. Get in your Bibles, if you will, with me. We're going to go to the book of Isaiah. I'm going to teach you a little bit about the anointing. That was an example of what a release of what's going to happen today. Tanya and I, Peke and Deb. Oh, Juan and Tasha and Kiki. We're going to line up here in a little bit. We're, we're, we're oiled up. You know, we, we believe in this stuff. You know, it's just not just going through motions. You know, as long as I end up in the supernatural, I may start it in the natural, but as long as I end up. And so I just, I'm excited about today. Isaiah. And we'll go to verse 10, uh, chapter 10, verse 27. Hallelujah. All my African pastors are calling me right now. Quit, quit. <laughs> it shall come to pass, verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. And his yoke from your neck and, your yoke, and the yoke, which is satanic bondage. How many of you know you're in a war? Amen. Some of you think you are, you, uh, and you've just been playing around. And the Lord says, no, you're in a war. And I want you to understand that this year you'll see, you'll, you'll see more of what we're talking about. Everything you've learned up to this point is for war. You've been a training. And now you're going to take the tools that the Lord has put in you, his spirit in you, right? And now you're going to execute, you're going to walk out his plan. Amen. Because we're in war. Someone say war. See, the, the spiritual realm is just as real as the natural realm. What we see with our eyes and what we feel, it's, 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 it's right. But how many you know your feelings can lie to you? And that's why you have to be so full of the spirit. Come on, somebody. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke, the satanic bondage, will be destroyed because of the anointing. Someone say the anointing. Sometimes you feel stressed and you're full of worries and after a quarrel of moment of strife, you sense weight on your shoulders and the Lord is saying now, I'm taking off the weight if you'll allow me to take it. But there's one thing that'll destroy it. Not break it, because if I break it, I can fix it. But if it's destroyed... It can't be put back together. Every assignment of the enemy over your life to keep you 
in bondage. Every assignment of the enemy that would love to keep you in a place where you're spinning your wheels. Every assignment of the enemy where he would love to put the glass ceiling over you. I believe today as we anoint you for this coming year, it will be obliterated and destroyed over your life. I believe that today when you leave here, new opportunities are coming to you. I believe today when you leave here, the anointing will make you, uh, will make you so attractive that you can't help but when you walk in your job, hey, come here, we want to give you a raise. See, that's what the anointing does. Let's take David. He's a shepherd boy on the backside of, you know, the, the mountain and he's taking care of his sheep. But boy, when he got anointed, things changed. Things begin to shift. You see, it's not just, oh, you know, that's that pastor there. He just thinks that anointing stuff is, is what I need. I, what I really need is a million dollars. Maybe there's a yoke around you that's keeping you and you need the yoke to be broken so you can enter into the thing that God's called for you to do so you can propagate the gospel. Now, today the anointing represents the spirit of God on your life. The antichrist spirit or the devil who seeks to oppress you, wants to put a yoke around your neck. He wants you to pull the cart of, of you know, pull the cart of shame. Pull the cart of unworthiness. Pull the cart of whatever it is that you've been pulling. Guilt. What are you pulling today? Have you ever pulled something? Think about that in the spiritual realm. What have you been pulling? I believe today the anointing is here to break the pull that's been draining you. I've got a young man that's been trying to get to church for the last month and a half to two months. He says, Pastor, I'm coming to church. Pastor, I'm coming to church. Pastor, I'm coming to church. And every Sunday, I don't see him. Why? Because the enemy has a yoke on him. The enemy has kept him in bondage. But somewhere he's got to make the shift. Somewhere he's got to say, just like you and I have had to say, enough is enough. I'm not going to allow addiction. I'm not going to be pulling the cart of addiction any longer. I'm not going to allow cocaine and, and pot and alcohol to continue to bog me down. I need to run. I'm not allowed cheating and lying and stealing and backbiting. I'm not going to allow that to bog me down any longer. I'm going to be free. 
I'm not going to carry that yoke anymore. I'm not going to have 2024 be the same as the years past. Something's got to change. And it changes because of the anointing. The thing that destroys the yoke is the anointing. The Holy Spirit is 100% involved in everything we're doing here today. God says to use the anointing oil and anoint the people. And when you do, the Holy Spirit will destroy every satanic bondage in your life. God's anointing oil will destroy every satanic bondage in your life. You're in a war. Is this helping anybody? Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. I truly believe that we, the body of Christ, must have a greater understanding of how to live in the anointing and know how the anointing enables you and I to live a life of victory. Luke chapter four, verse 16 and 19. And Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And his custom was that he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered to him the book of the prophet of Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found a place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Come on, somebody. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He did all of that not because of who he was, because he was a great man, but he was anointed. And then as he's, as he's leaving the disciples, he says, it's, a, it's important that I go. For greater works shall you do. So we've been waiting on God. And God says, I'm waiting on you. It's time for you to respond. It's time for you to live holy. It's time for you to live free. And how do you do it? By living in the anointing. Turn to your neighbor and say, the anointing matters. It's so important that you understand why we put such a high emphasis on the beginning of the year, anointing the body of Christ. 
Because in, in Jesus, when he states his mission and identifies himself as the anointed and prophesied in the scripture, the one whose anointing will move the burdens and destroy the heavy yokes. When Jesus sat down in the synagogue to read the above passages, he was declaring to all the world that he was anointed and he declared that the anointing meant good news for people healing for, uh, for the poor, healing for the sick and the brokenhearted, plus deliverance and freedom for anyone who is oppressed by the devil. Thank God for the anointing. You know, last week we had people in here. They got free from sexual addiction one lady said i'm 75 years i haven't felt this good in that long i haven't felt freedom in 75 years come on somebody that's what the anointing will do the anointing will bring freedom <clears throat> the anointing of the holy ghost and his power rested upon Jesus. And this power is to remove burdens and destroy the yoke. The term burden or yoke are words that relate to the beast of burden. They refer to images of oxen and heavy wood, pulling heavy loads, donkeys trudging along with blocks and, and all this stuff piled upon them. That's what we're here to destroy off of your life. Have you ever felt this, ever felt this too heavy? I can't go on. I can't keep carrying. And the Lord says, you need the anointing. The in fact, the word translated destroy in Hebrew, it means to progressively corrode until something is reduced to powder. To progressively corrode until something is reduced to powder. Point number one, the anointing just, just doesn't break the yoke, it disintegrates it. The anointing was to disintegrate the things you've been carrying. Point number two, we cannot live life anointed and powerful and also be burned down and pitiful. You can't live life anointed and powerful and be burned down and pitiful. I don't know how many times I've seen this. We've been in church circles all of our life. How about you? How you doing? Blessed and highly favored, brother. Car's broken down. You kicking the dog when you go in the house. Everything's in shambles. That doesn't mean you're not going to have moments where things, where the enemy wants to come in. But just like Miss Jessica taught us earlier, the devourer is rebuked. Why? Because I'm a tither. 
and I live a life of anointing. And I'm saying I'm anointed and I'm here. And devil, you get your hands off our stuff. Come on. I mean, I want to be powerful. I don't want to be pitiful. But there's so many in the body of Christ silent when it comes to the things that the enemy's wreaking havoc in in your life. And you're just allowing him a, a foothold and say, oh, whatever will be, will be. It's a Monday. No, how about a beautiful Monday? How about, no, you get your hands off my stuff, Satan. How about, no, you get your hands off my children. How about, no, you get your hands off my health. My body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. You got to get out of here in the name of Jesus. Point number three. To live in the anointing, I must make a choice to be free. You have to make a choice to live in freedom. You have to make a choice to say, I today choose freedom. And never will I go back to bondage. Freedom is a choice. Living free is a choice. I've set before you life and death. I've set before you blessing and cursing. I've set before you these things. Choose life so you and your seed may live. Choose life. It's a choice. Today, I'm choosing that Lifehouse Fellowship. The Lord gave me a picture last night. We're right here in worship. The pictures he shows me are amazing. But I had a dream Saturday, uh, Friday night, and then I had a picture last night. The picture was right before the space shuttle launched. And one of the neat things I like about watching the, the launch of missiles and the space shuttles is when they pull that thing away and all this, I, I think it's nitrogen, starts pouring out and it's got that steam it's like oh it's about to get real it's about to get where's my brother John Aguilar it's about to get lit (laughs) and I heard the Lord say complete all systems go I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful for the anointing. I'm so thankful I wasn't balled down in, Lord, I'm in a fast and I haven't had a Dr. Pepper in 21 days. Which is a lie. I had one the other day. And she looks at me. When we ate pizza with our grandkids... Now the truth's coming out. (laughs) 
bogged down over here with life, with the yokes that we truly don't enter in to hear what God wants to say in the season. Why is the anointing so important? Because you have to hear for the days ahead. Why is the anointing so important? Because you got to know divine strategy and wisdoms from heaven for where he wants to take you this year. How many of y'all have a, y'all are believing for something? Raise your hand if you're believing God for something. All across this room, I saw hands go up. You can't live under a yoke and know the next strategic move. You got to live free. To live in the anointing, I must make a choice to be free. I must be willing to let it go. Whatever person has offended me, whatever thing has hurt me, whatever coworker said this about that and that about this, you know what, let them do what they do. But you don't have to be involved in that because you're covered in the anointing. Romans 12, 1 says, I appeal to you, brothers. One translation says, I urge you. I urge you, therefore, I appeal to you. And Paul was saying this to, to, the, the, to the Romans, and he was saying, come on. I'm exhorting, I'm encouraging you, I'm appealing to you. I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. If we desire to walk in a greater anointing, we must learn to sacrifice some things. Point number four. Greater the sacrifice, greater the power. Now, I've got friends that go to Haiti. Witchcraft runs rampant. They know the witches there. That they, the greater their sacrifice, the more power. And if you only knew what was happening in these cities, you would, some of you would be so like, what in the world? Do you know at one time, Odessa, their whole, uh, uh, the whole uh, upper tier leadership were all Satan worshipers and they were performing sacrifices on the weekly. Did you know that? Do you know that's what we're in a war against? Do you know that's a reason why we have to be people of the anointing? Because when you show up, darkness has to flee. There's a reason why. No telling what's going on in Midland. 
I know ladies that have been set free from sexual addiction and they come out of the sex trafficking and they were going down to take pictures down at Centennial Park and they begin to weep and cry because the people that violated them were walking the sidewalks. And yet we don't need the anointing. We need the anointing to change the atmosphere of this region where the number one sales and sales taxes is alcohol. We need the anointing. I don't need the anointing, yes you do. I need the anointing to put on my socks, brother. I need the anointing just to get in my car and drive here. But understand this. And just like we know that when the kingdom of darkness wants greater power, they have to sacrifice. Can I say this? There's an opposite side of that coin. People who live in sacrifice greater the power that's on the inside of you. Do I, I, I walked into the hotel, the hotel, the hospital. Many make it a hotel, so I should say that. I walked into the hospital yesterday going, I'm gonna lay hands on my son, Cliff, and he's coming up out of this thing. What if, Lord, you want me to clear the whole, the whole floor? What if my very presence, because I'm a carrier of the anointing, when I walk in because Jesus lives big on the inside of me, has nothing to do with me, has everything to do with him, but my very appearance, my very countenance changes the lives of the people I come across. We start seeing things differently. Now I'm not playing games. I'm not on the fringes. I'm not out here trying to be it. No, I'm being. There's so many people I've encouraged over the years, go be who God's called you to be. Well, I'm not worthy. Yes, you are. Well, if you, don't know, if you only knew what I did, that's okay, let it go. A righteous man falls seven times. But he keeps getting back up. If you fall, don't stay there. If you miss it, don't stay there. Get back up. And just say, thank God, I'm anointed. I'm so anointed that I was able to get up after a pitiful fall. Am I helping anybody? <sighs> Philippians 2.13, for God is the one working in you to will and to work according to his good pleasure. God wants to work in you. Well, I'm not a pastor. You don't have to be a pastor. You're a son. You're a daughter. You know what? My daughters, 
Savannah, Alex, and my son Winston, if he'll pay attention. I'm just messing around. I got you, brother. I got you talking. I'm just messing around. You and Ian, got to separate you two. Um, do you know they have, they carry my name? In the carrier of my name, they represent who I am. I remember they were giving Winston a hard time. He says, my, day, my, my dad's name's on the building. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Your dad's name paid a price for you. Why do you live below your means? If Jesus paid it all, if Jesus purchased your salvation, and not only with salvation, he purchased your freedom, why do you not live free? Why do you keep going back? The anointing is here to change your focus and put you on a path to a great future. Now, we've got some things to do here as a church. The Lord's laid four cities on our hearts. The Lord wants us to go and make changes in, in the nation of Africa. But he also wants us to make changes in this nation, first starting right here in our region. I don't know. We're going to have to order more chairs, babe. We might have to knock down some walls. Because I believe what's about to take place, and the picture the Lord showed us, is we are in a countdown to lift off. Hallelujah. Okay. I'm asking the Holy Spirit what he wants to do here. Have you ever done that, Mike? Got real still. Say, how do we want to do this? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to declare and decree over you now what the Lord has for you for this year. After we do that, we're going to get oiled up. Excuse me? Yeah, you. So those of you that are going to help us anoint people, get close to Miss Tanya so she can give you some oil. And we're going to start from left to right. Okay? We'll start here. We're going to anoint you. We may have a word for you. We may not. But if we do, praise God. If we just lay our hands on you and just pray over you, just go on around and find your seat. Okay? When that section's done, we're going to, this section will come. You'll start first, and we'll go that way. Then this section, then this section, then this section. All right? That's what we're going to do. 
But I believe the word of the Lord is for you concerning this new year, 2024. Some of you want to, might want to go back and listen to this again. So go back to the YouTube page. How many of y'all love your church? You love it so much that have you invited your neighbor? Show me your love and I'll show you who the people you carry. Who are you bringing to this house? Everywhere I'm go, I'm talking about this people what Jesus has done in this people. Everywhere I go, I'm like, man, where are you going to church? You got a good church? No, you don't. Hey, you come to my church. I'll love you, I'll pastor you. Come on, babe, pull out a card. She gets out the card and we hand it. We're always talking about you because we love you so much. We think y'all are the cream of the crop. If you love it, bring somebody. Because the anointing breaks the heavy yoke. Some of you don't need to preach. Some of you don't need to do anything other than just to bring. We'll do the preaching and we'll let the Holy Ghost do the the set free. God is going to do a great thing this year. The new year... It's a great dawn for you. Celebrate. God says that the expectation of the righteous man and woman will not be cut short. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 18. It is very certain that God will meet all expectations in this year. Your aspirations, your goals, your vision will manifest this year. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You have authority. Hear the word of God concerning you and your family from the book of Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. God says, behold, I will do something new. It will spring forth and you will know it and I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert for your sake. As a believer, you have been given the authority over every circumstance of life. Over every circumstance of life. Therefore, you need to declare, you need to command that 2024 is going to be what I declare it to be. As the Lord spoke to Ezekiel in the valley of dry bones, he said to Ezekiel, Prophesy, speak life to a non-living thing. Speak.
speak life to the dry bones. So today I'm telling you, you have authority. You can prophesy in this year. And this year has to obey your voice. And so it will be for you. Take your prayers very seriously. Because God will use it to take you where you need to go in this new year, 2024. So pray, pray without ceasing in the name of Jesus. I declare God's blessing upon your life. In the name of Jesus, I declare God's blessing upon your family. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I declare blessing over everything you touch. We will walk in perfect health. We will not lack any good thing. Every member of your, your household will be delivered from the wicked and unreasonable men. And all that we lay our hands to shall prosper in the name of Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus abounds to us. Amen. I declare a decree over your careers, your businesses, and your job in the new year. I decree that every business owner, I decree that every person that's in a career, I believe that they're gonna move forward in 2024. There will be no more glass ceilings. Every transaction that you partake in will be successful. Every one of your targets and goals will be met. Every aspiration, every desire will be accomplished. I prophesy blessing in the name of Jesus. I speak prosperity over you in the name of Jesus. I speak success over you and fruitfulness over you in all your endeavors. You will not be ashamed. You will not be ashamed of the blessing. I believe when I said that, some of you have been in shame because God has lavishly blessed you. And the Lord says, no more shame. Profit is yours. Doors of opportunities are open for you. There shall be promotion and expansion in your business, in your career, in your life, in the name of Jesus. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And Lord, we decree now protection. We come against any assignment of the devil. In this new year, no evil will befall us. No plague shall come nigh our dwelling. I will not be a victim of misfortune 
I will not be a victim of negative circumstances. The angels of God camp around about me and my family and this church in Jesus' name. I am safe and I am sound. There shall be no weeping or bad news in Jesus' name concerning me, my family, or any of my relatives. We are delivered from every epidemic. We are delivered from every pandemic. We are, every, we are delivered from every disease or sickness. We are free. Perfect peace and a state of mind on you. Lord, you'll heal our household and make us have rest on every side. You give your beloved rest and we will not die prematurely. We will live long. We will live strong. We will see many years in the land of the living in the name of Jesus. And we all said, amen. Miss Mindy, come on up. Grab that microphone. Declare and decree over the children. And let me tell you, we're anointing them as well, aren't we? How many of y'all give a big round of applause for our children's pastors? So we're going to go into our classrooms here in just a moment. And we're going to do these decorations over our kids. Um, the first one I have is, I declare and decree that our children will know God, love Him, and serve Him with all of their heart. I declare and decree that the plan of God for their lives that was ordained while in their mother's womb will manifest and not be delayed, not be aborted or forfeited. I declare and decree that the hand of God is on their lives. He is with them when they awake and when they lie down to sleep. They will never be alone because they are planted in Him. I release the protection of the Lord over them. I declare that no evil shall befall them. May his angels guard them and preserve, and preserve them in all the days of their life. I declare and decree that they will walk in wisdom, courage, and strength. That they will speak for the weak and fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. They are just, they are kind, and that they will be honorable. I declare and decree that they will be the head and not the tail, that they will be above and not beneath, that they will be blessed going into the storehouse and blessed going out. So wherever they step, they will be known as believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I declare and decree joy over our kids, peace over our kids, kindness, love, gentleness over our kids. I declare and decree protection over their physical bodies and also protection over their hearts, their souls, their minds, their ears and their eyes. I declare and decree that our kids are warriors for the Lord, but will also help deliver peace when it's needed. I declare and decree that our kids are worshipers, that our kids are hungry for the Lord and they seek His righteousness. I declare and decree that any scheme of the devil is destroyed. I declare and decree that they walk in their callings and operate in their gifts from the Lord. I declare and decree that they will not stray from the path that God has designed for them. I declare and decree that our kids will know whose they are 
and that they will know that they are the children of the most high God and walk in that every day of their life. youth would you stand please your hands father today we declare and decree that this generation is headed right where you want them to be father today I declare and I decree father that this generation will be soldiers father for the kingdom and the body of Christ today father I declare and decree that these younger generation father is rising up and not knowing just how to battle father they're going to know how to win they're going to know how to pray from victory father today I declare and decree that darkness will flee at the sound of their voices father today I declare and decree that the anointing and the power and the utterance of God is coming upon them today in a new way in a fresh way in a real way today father we declare you father i thank you that their lives are devoted to you father today i declare and decree father that their spirits are full of you every single part of their life is being magnified by you jesus today i declare and decree wherever they go they will resemble a living breathing jesus father today i declare and decree that power and testimony and yoke breakers and bond breakers and way makers will be in their lips, Jesus. Father, today I thank you that this generation is cultivating relationship with you. God, I decree and declare that this generation, Father, will not just know and see giftings, but they will cultivate the gifting, the mantle, the offices on their life, Jesus. We declare and decree, Father, today that nothing will stop this generation from being like you father today we declare and decree that they will be great mega and supernatural fruit bearers jesus declare today we declare and decree father that disciples will come from this generation true discipleship will happen not just in their midst but they will take on the responsibility of discipling people around them jesus love you Jesus God I thank you that this generation is not just blessed but we declare and decree that they are submitted to the Lordship of Jesus to the leaders of this house and we speak and we prophesy and we decree and declare that every single one of them will be a supply in Jesus name not just takers, not just receivers. God, I prophesy, I speak life, and I say into their soul and their spirit right now, Father. Right now, Jesus. Stir them. We declare and declare, decree, decree and declare suppliers. In the name of Jesus, we speak. And we say it, done. Thank you, Jesus.
during prayer, I felt an, an urge um, to prophesy and to declare and decree some things over our youth. Um, and our first thing is, is something my husband and I stand on is our youth are our next apostles, teachers, evangelists, prophets, and pastors in this church. And so youth, I prophesy and I decree that you are our next worship leaders. You are our next prophets, our next evangelists. You are our next teachers and pastors. You are amazing husbands and wives one day. I declare ladies over you that you will subdue and multiply this earth in the name of Jesus. We come against every curse spoken over your life. Every single child that is fatherless, I declare and decree that you will know Abba Father, that you will know him as your father. You are not fatherless, you are not an orphan, but you are inheritance to the king. Men, purity matters. Ladies, purity matters. And it starts within you. Parents, I want to speak to you. Please hear my heart. It matters in the home. I ask that you guys can link arms with Peck and I as we pastor and steward these kids. It has to start in the home. Purity matters, parents. What you say, how you speak about our pastors, how you speak about us and people among you matters. They hear. So I pray for eyes to see, spiritual eyes to see over the youth, spiritual ears to hear from the Lord. You're not too young. Don't despise our youth. So I just declare and decree that goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And one day when you leave this house, you will fulfill the call and plans and destiny that God has over your life. So we love you and we pray for the youth that are coming in. We believe it and we stand on it that this house is going to continue to grow in the name of Jesus. So we love you, Father. We call you blessed and highly favored. I call y'all blessed and highly favored in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord praise in this house. Pastor Kiki. Yeah. Miss Kiki, come on. I'm getting ahead of myself. Go ahead. God, I'm going to declare and decree some things over our worship team and the worship of this house. Uh, before I start, I'm going to pray. Father God, I thank you and I glorify you, Lord Jesus. I praise you, Father God, as I was overwhelmed, Father God, with the declarations that you gave to me, Father God. I pray, Father God, that a fire would be ignited in your people as we declare today, Father God, that there would be a confirmation, Lord Jesus, in their heart for the word spoken today, Father God, that you would receive glory, that you would be glorified, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. I declare that Lifehouse Fellowship Church would be a consecrated people, holy, sacred, and set apart. That when we give God worship, it would not be our second best or our final thought, but that it would be our first fruits that we bring to the Lord, our best worship. I declare and decree that an intense revelation of the worthiness of God would be in the pillars of your heart. That whether you are lifting your hands in surrender, bowing in reverence, jumping for victory or serving with gladness that 
that God's worthiness would be a driving force for your consecration before him. I declare that Lifehouse Fellowship worship team will walk and release songs of prophetic declaration that the melodies of heaven will pour out as God develops each and every member as a mouthpiece for this generation and generations to come. We declare that Lifehouse worship team would be a team that is on one accord, on one accord as they were in the upper room, that there will be a continuing outpouring of the Spirit of God in you, in your family, and in this house, that this team would speak with new tongues, experience new visions, and declare the wonders of heaven over the platform. We declare that a holy reverence and a holy fear is being restored. We declare that Lifehouse Fellowship Church would be a church that would give God an undignified and vile worship. I'm going to pause here. When we say undignified worship, we always say, uh, we think of it as reckless and wild. But there's a meaning of the word that says to not give account of. I believe and declare that life house worship will always go forth with a worship that does not give account to the standard of the West Texas region, that does not give account to the standards or cultures of their family, but does not give account to the people sitting next to them, but would give account and to worship recklessly and wholeheartedly and in spirit and truth before the Lord. When God speaks, we move. I declare and decree that Lifehouse Fellowship Church is under an open heaven. As we worship, we access the mysteries of heaven to declare in the earth. As we worship, healings will happen. As we worship, people are being set free from bondage and captivity. As we worship, salvation and revival will break out in our region. As we worship, worry will dissipate and fear is destroyed. As we worship, God will be revealed. that God has established a new thing. We declare that God has established victory in this house. We are not a people who are downtrodden or beat down, but we are people of victory. We are people of victory. People who understand you can't jump for joy and cry tears of sorrow at the same time. We choose to go forth in victory. We choose to go forth in victory. We choose to go forth in victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, ministers, come on. Let's line. Yeah, wherever you want to go. Come on, Janie, right here. We're going to go around this line right here. Hallelujah. Okay, all the teachers, if 
you teaching class, come on up. Brother Lucas and his precious wife, he, he was at worship last night. He goes, Pastor, we're going to be kids class. Are we going to be anointed? I said, you'll be the first one. need the Earl. Father, in the name of Jesus, we re release the anointing upon them. Now. Thank you for listening today. Our hope is that this message is an encouragement to you to change your world. Before you go, we want to connect with you. If you have a prayer request, you're interested in what we have to offer for our students, or you want to learn more about us, visit us at our website at lifehousefellowship.net. Remember, great days are here and greater days are ahead.